Hi, this is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, I have a new friend who I met on social media, which we'll get into our topic, and her name is Brandy Henry. Brandy has a master's in education, and we actually met on Instagram, and I think this is how it went. Uh, so in Instagram, there is a tactic um, where you, you follow people and you take a look for content that you're interested in. We'll dig into that more. I'll let Brandy and her expertise explain her strategies on that. There are different strategies and different people in my community have different strategies, which I was following. And uh, all of a sudden, this Brandy Henry person liked a whole bunch of my photos and I think even followed me. And so I was like, well, I'm curious, who is this person who liked like 10 things that I put out there? And so then I looked at her page and I was like, well, this is great stuff. So then I had to follow her back, right? And and then and then I followed a bunch of your things. And then what she did is she did a story and was like, look at my new friend who did this. And it was like this fun, just really fun, lighthearted sharing on social media where we're literally engaging on social media. And... Uh, then I found out we're local together and it just seemed like we're sharing similar messages in different ways. So I had to meet you. We haven't met in person yet, but we've had a zoom chat and had some email conversations. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's really my pleasure. I am really glad that you reached out and set up that initial online get to know each other. That was really kind of you. And I've been enjoying your content. So thank you. Thank you. When I post it. (laughs) Right. I get that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay. So I would love to know if you can kind of walk us through, you have a master's in education. So Mm -hmm. so how did you get into that? Mm -hmm. And then how did you switch and now teach business owners how to do their own social media? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I do love to teach. I love to take something and break it down into a way that's digestible and encourage people. And it's, it's a pleasure for me. I enjoy watching people light up and figure things out uh, with my uh, background as far as paid, like where was I career-wise? I worked for many years on higher campuses of higher education where I put on workshops and ways of learning things that had to do with student life. Uh, and by student life, you know, the, the traditional student, 18 to about 25. And then I also was able to move on to a non-traditional campus. And I found that I, I really liked that because the students were really focused um, as they were a little bit older and had a more um, respect for a limited amount of time in life. And I, I found that their focus was really refreshing. And then we uh, had children, uh, one of which was some special needs. So I stayed home and homeschooled. And then uh, meanwhile, I very much enjoyed social media and I liked some parts of it and I didn't like other parts of it. And then I found, um, I loved Instagram. I thought Instagram, and I still do, it's so friendly and positive and really focuses on the kind of what 
you know, what people are doing that's a little bit more on the vulnerable side, the artistic, the artistic life of people, because the, the imagery has to be there. It, that's part of it is putting up an image and that's a vulnerable thing to do. And I found that I was helping people out just doing lives and things. And now, you know, fast forward, my boys are grown, more grown and some things happen in our personal lives to where I needed to not be homeschooling full time. And then I uh, realized that I wanted something of my own, that I didn't have to like sing and dance to get other people to do or crack whips uh, at home to get people to focus on and sit down and finish. Um, I wanted my own thing. And so I realized I really enjoyed helping other adults. (laughs) Adults are a little easier to teach, in my opinion, (laughs) after having my own and tutoring young people for a while, Um, learn social media and learn it in a way from a teaching perspective where I could help break things down into digestible bits and really empower them to get their message out because there's so many people with really valuable things inside of them that social media is this free platform. There's so many ways to get that message out. And I'd love to see more and more people do that. Awesome. So you share your message in a couple different ways. I found you on Instagram mm-hmm. and what I observed was a lot of, um, and, and Instagram, all the social media, I'm not on it every day, no. all day long, right? right? You know, I pop in and, and so I see little bits here. And sometimes what I'll do then is I'll go back and I'll look at the last 10 or whatever things of a person has posted. A lot of things that I see that you post, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I apologize, I haven't looked yet today. Oh, so, no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, but, uh, like really feel good messages in some way. Can you give me an example of something that you like to share on Instagram specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I really do want to be a positive presence. I want to give people a reason, you know, what are they going to feel after they engage with me? And I want them to feel empowered and feel good about themselves. And so a reason thing that I've done, I like to do a lot of short videos, was just teaching how to start listening to podcasts. A lot of people still aren't quite sure how to go on their phone and what does this link or that link mean and why does Android, why do Android users have so many more options than iOS users or iPhone users? And I did uh, a short lesson on how to do that. And even for people who already knew, they may not have realized that there are other options for you if you're not happy with your current podcast provider. And mm-hmm. that was really fun. And um, it helped uh, several people get going listening to podcasts. It might be mine, it might not, but mm-hmm. at least uh, they know how. And right. I think there's such great information coming out on podcasts that it felt good to do that. Awesome. So when you say different ways to listen to podcasts, you're talking like, I'm an Apple user, so I my preference is podcasts, but there's also Spotify right. or Stitcher or CastBox or... Right. There's, yeah, yeah. Right, right. There's a lot of beyond uh, their laptop. And I think sometimes when people start listening to podcasts, they feel bound to their laptop to listen or feel that it can only be done at home or don't realize that you can 
you know, download these onto your phone and play them through your car radio or your, you know, your speakers at home, your boys, your, how do you pronounce boys, boss, boss, fancy speakers at home with Wi-Fi, Bose and, um, (laughs) and, (laughs) and that there's a lot of free, great, great lessons and stuff coming out on podcasts. So yeah, you're exactly right. That's what I was helping them see. Awesome. So I'm kind of techie. So Mm, I guess I want to share how I like to listen to podcasts and maybe, I don't know what, I just feel like it, like, like it, it, it's relevant. And I I guess I'd like you to share how you listen to yours. So I, I live in Apple land. I like Apple land because Uh it's, and we uh, have since picked up an ultimate ears wonder boom speaker, which those ones are cool. Not quite as spendy as the bows, but like mm-hmm. really great quality, super cute little guy. Mm-hmm. That guy sits above um, on a kitchen shelf. Nice. And, and, and so then, then I'm, you know, turn it on and it's synced. And so then I'll listen to my, some of, sometimes when I'm in podcast mode, I'll listen to that when I'm making dinner maybe. Yeah. Or when, then there's a period after people are put to bed. Yeah. That I'll be cleaning up the kitchen and getting ready for tomorrow. And that's also great podcast listening time for me. And then if yeah. I have a drive... So then again, Apple land, we picked up a device that can get CarPlay in my car. Mm-hmm. And so then I, plug, I have to plug my phone and it's not a Bluetooth thing. So sad, but um, <laughs> so then, then it's got the CarPlay is nice and synced in. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, the thing about these podcast tools, right, is like you pick up where you left off. Yes. And that's my, and so then I, so I can be listening to it at night and then maybe the next day it's on my computer and then maybe later that day I picked up for a long drive on my yeah. in my car absolutely yeah I hear you there I do the same thing um sometimes I just have my phone volume up really loud <laughs> if, <laughs> if I'm you know putting mascara on or whatnot but, um but uh, most often I listen to podcasts in my car and um I'm driving around town I'm always learning and I have certain uh, podcasters that I prefer to listen to and learn from as most people eventually will or do. And mm-hmm. then um, it just makes, makes the drive feel better. Right. Right. Well, so I have to say the platform I chose anchor.fm was mm-hmm. because you chose that for your podcast. I was like, Ooh, what if there's free podcast tools? I had no idea. And I was sold with Anchor because it's, it's free. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place to start. There are certain a lot of um, articles you can read about, you know, mm-hmm. where Anchor falls short. But for most of us to get started, and we already have so many other business expenses, that Anchor, being able to do it for free for until you really get better is a great platform to start with. It it. It teaches you how to get on all the other ones. Now Spotify just bought it. So it feels like it's going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I am really thankful to Anchor for allowing me to simply get started. And I might outgrow it one day. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, really. Like, what mm-hmm. does it mean to outgrow Anchor? I don't know. But no, it seems no. to be out there that <laughs> I might. Um, oh. And I'll maybe I'll know when it happens. But for now, it's been great. I love getting my uh, teaching out. And yeah, good for you. 
Thanks. So you have a couple podcasts that I really, I love your podcasts, first of all. Oh, thanks, and Michelle. I love your, your approach to them. So if you're listening to this and you want to know some tangible tips on how to engage in social media and get a taste of Brandy's whimsy, you have to check it out. <laughs> and there are links in uh, the show notes that will go to the iTunes or Spotify. Like you may be doing one thing in all spectrum all aspects of marketing one week you may be doing one thing the next week an algorithm will change and you're doing something completely different usually it's subtle but um it's important to keep learning and keep keep up on what's happening and so with my businesses i work with um I feel like it's my duty to keep up on these things, inform my clients on, hey, did you see what um, YouTube is saying to do right now? Um, And then sending them the information so that they can make the appropriate changes for their business. Awesome. That's lovely. I kind of think of it as personal continuing education credits. Correct. Yes. So SEO is still kind of this, this big monster, even though it's um, a strategy to help us be seen and heard in this virtual landscape. For someone who maybe isn't ready to hire you or someone like you, uh, what are like a top three to five things that person should know about SEO and their web presence? Well, I would say for sure, create content. We are still create good content, I should add. We're still seeing that content is important for your business. It you know, can guide people to your products. It can inform people and educate people on, on what you're doing, um, answer a question that they might have. Um, so understanding your business, creating content that is appropriate and relevant to your business to drive traffic and, um, you know, lead, it's kind of a funnel. So you think about it as maybe somebody sees a blog post on Pinterest and they learn, you know, what your business style is about through that flow of Pinterest to your website, to your article, your content, and then, you know, optimizing your web page so that they can go into a sign up, an email subscription, or interest in some of your products. So I think that that would be to understand that where people are coming from, what they're looking for and what you can provide um, is really important right now. Thank you. Uh, So I uh, always want to hire you to Mm -hmm. write my blog post things to help me with that. Uh, And I love the idea of being able to really build on people's strengths. So when somebody's ready to hire a virtual assistant, what should they know? They should know that it's never too early, <laughs> you know, to get help. It's never too 
you know, it's, it, it can help you in ways that expands your business. It will give you time, energy to focus on what you want to focus on and not be bogged down and feeling overwhelmed with those little tiny tasks. So in working to find a good virtual assistant, it would be a good idea to ask around, ask somebody you may not know that they have a virtual assistant helping them. You can look on Upwork. You can put tasks on Upwork and people will reach out to you. I think that I think Upwork is a great place to find help when you need it. Um, yeah, I would say definitely ask around Facebook groups. You can ask in there and there's a lot of virtual assistants in a lot of um, online Facebook groups. In working with an assistant, you might give them a couple small tasks for a trial and see how they do and then move forward. See if it's a good fit. You know, some people, you, they may be a very pleasant person, but in communication, it may not jive um, which is fine and that's normal because we're, we're people and you know personalities clash in different ways, which is, is fine. So we're, know that it's not gonna be magical right off the bat, but it's a lot of communication at first, a lot of going back and forth, a lot of learning how to work together. Um, and that's where the um, project management tool can be really helpful so that it's like a virtual platform where you can work together and you can converse about tasks. They can, the business owner can assign you tasks and then you can have a conversation there and it's not getting lost in emails. Mm. Yes, an email, that landscape has changed over years. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what are the top uh, programs that you use to help manage your clients. So, and then I'm thinking, you know, the email programs, the blogging platforms, the project management, and uh, there's something else that we've talked about and I, I can't think of what that is right now. But so like the top three, I love three to five, the top three to five programs that you find yourself in your favorites, you don't have to say all of them, but the ones that you navigate to. Yeah. Well, for um, websites, definitely WordPress. Um, I'm well-versed in Word, WordPress and Divi. Um, email marketing, I've worked in most all of the email marketing platforms. What I, the programs that I work mostly with are ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign. As far as uh, project management, I like Trello the best, um, I've, but I've worked in all of the um, project management systems. Trello, I like the vis visual where I can see it's very clear. We can have a conversation. Um, we can have checklists right there on the task. It's just very clear. So I've been working in Trello for quite a few years now. I like that the best. Um, and then for social media um, scheduling, of course, Facebook scheduler, 
scheduling tool is the best for Facebook. And for Instagram, I really like Planoly. It's really easy, easy to use and all of my clients seem to like that. I mean, I work in all sorts of different, but those are my top. Worth noting too, Planoly just added a Pinterest option as well. Oh, great. For an upgrade. Yeah. So you just got to upgrade your account a little bit and then you can add your Pinterest account too. Nice. So, uh, you really honed your skill set in the virtual assistant, morphed it into more of the marketing role so it's easier to describe. And now in our conversations, you found yourself in an evolution. So what's next as your business evolves? Well, in 2020, a lot of things change. Um, in September of 2020, my daughter will be in kindergarten. So that means all of my children will be full-time school. So it gives me a little bit more time to work. So my goal is to move into more of a boutique style marketing agency, um, bringing on team members to delegate work to, to support clients in more of a broader sense. Um, so then I'm not doing everything on my own because everything takes a lot of time in the online space. So delegating tasks to people that I know can do a great job and support clients in that way. That's awesome. So then I kind of feel like you really love SEO. Yes. And you're really gifted at strategy. And so this yes. can be like your wheelhouse. And then for maybe graphic design, you turn to somebody else. And yes. then, you know, the content writing, et cetera. Is Correct. that kind of how? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm saying that now I could be wrong because I do like the agency setting. I worked in the agency setting before. I worked in the corporate setting before. I like working with people. Um, I, not only my clients, but I like working team. Uh, mm -hmm. So if that means creating my own team and my own, I, I'm all for that, which I'm, I have the wheels in place for that right now. But also I am open to maybe the agency setting looking a little bit different of me joining up with somebody else. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm just trying to keep my, my mind open and my heart open to what comes next. So as you look to expand your business and change it in the next year, year and a half, two years, honoring all the lovely, beautiful clients you currently have, can you describe your next evolution of client and and as you add them to your your roster of clients what they look like yeah i think my goal for all my clients is to get on this wheel of creating great content optimizing seo and driving traffic from social media to their website and 
you know, if that means bringing on more clients that kind of have that, and, and maybe it's me creating this wheel of content creation and evolvement, <laughs> um, and then helping guide my current clients to do the same. Like, I think that that is really, it really excites me. And I feel like that's what I want to do. I love that. I love how you've been able to really take control of your life, right? So you and your husband and your beautiful family, you're taking a look at, okay, this is where we're at. And these are some of the choices we've made to get us here, measuring whether or not that's working with how life constantly evolves, right? We don't always know when we birth our children, how they're going to turn out. And we have to like roll with what their personalities and whatever throw, throw at us. And then taking a look at where you currently are and those personalities and then saying, you know, I think in the next iteration, we want it to, to be a little bit different. And it really, I really get the sense that you and your husband and your family and whether or not you state this at the dinner table every night, I don't know, but it really seems like you're really centered in your values and that those sort of emanate. Um, can you speak to that for a second? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we over the years have come together and we have this goal and sometimes it looks different for my husband and sometimes different. I'm like really strong in the like, big vision. I like to dream big. <laughs> um, but we have over the years come together and see like, oh, okay, we have this goal. So say financially, a long time ago, we went through Financial Peace University and that's um, Dave Ramsey's course. So keeping on that page, same page for finances. Um, I, I think trying to work together as a team and understanding clear communication again, understanding our goals for our family um, and Brian supporting me and, you know, me wanting to contribute in some way and that changing because it wasn't easy with the, the office work. And then him supporting me in the online space to change and support our family and our long-term goals. We um, have the um, we're we're grateful that my husband will be retiring early. And it is our goal. And sometimes we even talk about a career change for him. Um, so me working in the online space kind of supports our future endeavors. So either that means, you know, him working the next 10 years and then stopping and then relying on a different type of income. Um, maybe and maybe that's my online business um or him deciding that what he's doing is not for him and stopping and then changing our online work 
space. Um, so we're, we just try and stay open to that. And I think that my business supports our family in future. That's awesome. This has been so much fun chatting with you today. We need to let people know, where can they find you? You can find me at pacificnorthwestvirtual.com. That's pnwvirtual.com. And of, of course, on LinkedIn. And that's Cheryl DeClerc on LinkedIn. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Cheryl. I have so enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait to launch this as my first interview. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Cheryl and her work. Please visit her on her website and LinkedIn. I would love to see you in person. Please see me tomorrow at Sisters Gourmet Deli in North Portland, where we'll be talking about joy and inevitably work-life balance always comes into play. I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.